0: What's cranking? It's your homie Lil' Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook, at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at
1: Magrito.net.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, and tequila drinkers worldwide. We're here with another episode of the Emo Brown Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. For all your medicinal recreational cannabis needs... GHBuds.com. Put an order, drop the card, get 15% back, make it clack, and it'll be all worthwhile. Also brought to you by this young man sitting in front of me right now, El Mero Mero Tequilero, Mr. Desmadre himself, El Marcos Hijareda. He's going to tell us a little bit about his history in the tequila world, the family origin story, everything,
1: all of it. Grab a tequila, sit down, and let's listen to Marcos chop it up. Okay, on the Pues gracias, gracias a warm welcome. Glad to be here. You know, I'm a big fan of the Emo Brown podcast. We appreciate you for sure, brother. Man, you guys are like, you know, for me, it's like, a, like I was telling um, to Compita Glasses. I you had the, glasses. Yeah, I had an opportunity to, to visit with him and I was uh, sharing with him regards to the way you um, started this podcast. And man, you're just so knowledgeable, a role well rounded in regards to different subjects. We know? bullshit a lot. <laughs>
0: we, 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 we gotta, case, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. You just gotta know a little bit about any. If you're gonna. Be in business or have even a podcast or just, you know, be a well rounded person. You got to know a little bit about everything.
1: And, and you know everything. Like, no, well, you know a little bit about everything, but you play it off well. Like, you seem like you know a lot of about everything, especially like the industry where it comes from the beer, también politics, sports. <laughs> I, I hear you out there, big Padres.
0: <laughs> Ignor- I'm, I'm ignorant and I stumble upon topics and I'm like, oh, I like this and I'll look into it and I'll go down the rabbit hole and just figure it out. But tequila is one, bro. Tequila is one that. I'm very interested I've been on tequila tours. We visit tequilerias in Jalisco in Tequila. Um I found out a couple of years ago, a few years ago rather than on my mom's side, I Jalisco and Los Arenales. I guess somebody in the family owns a tequileria. I don't even know the name, but we brought some of the bottles up and it was good. So I mean I'm very interested in tequila and what you do, which is why I was like, one of many reasons I wanted to bring you down and, and sit down and, and, and pick your brain and have you tell
1: the story. Marcos, tell us a little bit how you started in this business, where it started. Yeah, know. well, um, si, sí, no, Mexicano, Eso? al corazón, todo el corazón. And the way this uh, all started, it was uh, not even in the books until I, uh, I started um, really being educated by my primo, who's a master distiller. Y yo, yo That's a title, bro. That's a fucking title. <laughs> it, it is a title. Master distiller. Y, y a lot of people, you know, they throw that name around, yeah, pero yeah. sinceramente, sure. are they really a master distiller? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by master distiller under, understanding the harvest, the soil. Like, do you know the soil? Highlands, the lowlands. Knowing the difference uh, of the highland soil. It's the, a science, bro. Exactly. It's a technique because the agaves on the highlands will give you a distinguished flavor. Then the lowlands they're going to these different different profiles and you got to know those things and knowing how to when to harvest when to harvest an agave because right now se ha perdido el arte como que dice the, the art the art form of really making good quality tequila has been lost why because there's a lot of there's a lot of demand for tequila right now and more than uh, ever more than ever and uh, there's a lot of people jumping into the space because of the big boom and the opportunity but you can only supply so much good quality tequila, and agave. El agave, para estar maduros, for an agave to be at its mature point, it has to be at least seven, eight, nine, up to even 10 years. You got to wait for this. Yes. And so the big guys, you know, big corporate. Yeah. Corporate? They got money to burn, bro. And, and they need to make sure that they can supply. And it's supply and demand for them. And whatever they can do to maintain that supply, they're going to cut corners. And they're gonna go out and harvest two, three, four year agave, premature. Yeah, premature, premature, and then cook it in a diffuser. Mm. Or to me, it's like in a microwave. This to suck up the juices, con ácido with acid, and it's not the real deal. And uh, they can use additives. The CRT that's another big issue. The CRT allows you know uh, distillers to go ahead and use one percent additive. In their tequila and they can So that allows them to open
0: up the the, the, the portfolio of flavorings that they can do and yeah. water down and, and exact mass
1: produce Exactly. So they can they can give that tequila the flavor profile that they think the consumer wants and demands. That vanilla caramel, you know, it has to be smooth. Everybody's uh, uses that that word smooth patrons I, love that too, man. Yeah. They they love it. But that's that's the sad thing that they're not educated and that's one of the things uh for me it's really to educate the consumers know what they are truly drinking are you drinking a tequila or you're drinking something that's just been made up and it has the name tequila Oof. on it and that's that's for me is we got to make good tequila come back to the front lines and there is a lot of good distilleries that are out there that make tequila great again <laughs> yeah, make hey, tequila hey, great again They're not <laughs> cancel hey verdad
0: it's going to get political. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the, the family tequila history commence for you guys? Where in Mexico? In Guanajuato, in Mexico, Mexico. One did of you? the six states allowed to produce uh,
1: tequila or is it? Five. Five, okay. Five municipalities. A ver, Son cinco. Son, the, of course, Jalisco being okay. the biggest. Mm. Everybody everybody even tells me, oh, it's not from Jalisco. It's not tequila. And, of course, they're not educated about it. But You no. drop knowledge or what? You drop knowledge on <laughs> yeah. them? Well, well no, I, it's well, not. Well, allow me, me to tell you <laughs> there are four of the regions where you can get tequila. Exactly. And, and for me, it's not about dropping knowledge. It's, I want people to be educated. You know, like I always say, look, I'm not selling tequila. I, I don't sell tequila. I just educate people in regards to our process, what we do, and what they don't know. I just bring them up to speed and letting them know, hey, let me just educate you a little bit in regards to this, but in regards to the regions, yes, there's uh, five municipalities. Jalisco, everybody knows Jalisco, and you have the lowlands, the lowlands, and the highlands, which uh, a lot of distilleries are primarily in. And there's a lot, a good share in the lowlands, and but in los, los altos, everybody knows that the best agaves son de los altos, mas dulces, and, um, and then we have este the tamalipas es Tamaulipas, Michoacán y Guanajuato. Nice. So a lot of people say Guanajuato, uh, but there is uh there's three other distilleries that are at Guanajuato and ours is en Purisima El Rincón and Casa Ramírez esta su casa ahí el y lato. hacemos tequila Jeez. al 100 siempre uh, 365. Know, no, yeah, but we we definitely stick to our to our core passion of what we do and that's really, you know, selecting, you know, mature agave in the process. That's where it starts getting agaves that are seven, eight years that has high level of sugar content. And then also even the Hema is important. A lot of people, you see these pictures. Sometimes I look at different... celebrity brands or just brands that are just posting their agave and man you know, celebrity that. brands are skyrocketing bro they're everywhere you got the kardashians with one i think you had george
0: cooney with one Casamigos, yeah. amigos uh even a the fucking from entourage El turtle he had yeah. one bro Young. Young.
1: <laughs> in, in celebrities you know the power of celebrity uh, celebrities have um, really skyrocketed and they have their network and now with social media they're empowered they can, pimp it. They can yeah, move it yeah they're they're empowered to be able to bring some to the something to the forefront with their name behind it, and people will buy it for them. It's like, hey, I got a hundred million um, followers. Like, let's go, let's go sell something. If it's not makeup, it's you know calzones. Go ahead, go <laughs> and ahead. And if it's not that, Desmadre Calzones coming soon. Desmadre. <laughs> <laughs> so Desmadre wasn't the first brand. No. What was the first brand? It's the first brand that. Um, we launched and i was privileged to be a part of was de leon tequila de leon okay de leon tequila was that brand um and i, I can kind of back up a little bit in regards to how that even unfolded because you know i'm also a, a dj uh so dj and i've been djing in the premier nightclub scene for quite some time and at the time i had a, had a residency at a nightclub in, in newport beach uh, Dennis Rodman owned a nightclub the name of Josh Locums. El Pinching Chicago Bull. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Detroit Piston himself. Mr. North Korea. El nor- <laughs> del compita del... ¿Cómo se llama así? North Korea, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, no, but he's a good person. Sinceramente, very down-to-earth individual. If you don't know him at that level, like I built a friendship and um, I was there just to do my job. But and then he saw that and we became good friends and opened his doors and came over and did some barbecuing at his house. La pasamos bien, tranquilo. But at that time, um, my primo, Ruben, he came down and um, he was on vacation. And I said, Hey, vamos a Los Antros, cabrón. And mm-hmm. I took him around. And at that Los Antros, for you British speaking folk, clubs. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I, um, I brought him out to some of the clubs and then he was just like, Hey, we need to bring our tequila. We need to bring good tequila and, and sell it. Because at that time, and I remember it was like 1998, 1999, 2000s. Um, Puro Cuervo. You know, no, no Cuervo, pero Little John and all the raperos, they were promoting uh, Jean-Paul Michel's um, uh, patron. patron. Patron, Patron. Patron is right. what, you know, and, I, and my respects to them, because you can't hate um, people that are entrepreneurs that look at the opportunity and, um, put together a good business plan, marketing plan and bring it out to market. And, and they crushed it. He, he did a very strategic job and, and they did well. Um, and he resurrected, believe it or not, Patron to me, I think mm-hmm. came out and resurrected tequila. They brought it back because Jose Cuervo, everybody knew, knew tequila from that and the hangovers and the headaches and shots. And, but Patron came and it was like the premium. Everybody says, Hey, that's it's a premium tequila, right? Or no more. It's 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 Bacardi owned, man. Bacardi right. owns, you know, a couple of other tequilas. They own Cazadores, they own, you know, uh, their rum, Bacardi. You know, they own they own a lot of things.
0: It's funny, man, because when you talk to Mexicans, you know, and I use a, I use Mexicans because, like, if I go to a barbecue or if I go to a family event, and guess what, it's, it's Mexicans only. And then every family member or every every elder. Cada tío, cada abuelo, whatever that comes up and says, no, no, mi hijo, esta es la tequila que tomamos aquí. Nosotros tomamos tequila. Like if it almost seems like every family or almost as every party that we go to, they have their own their brand own. of tequila that they want to only drink, whether it's uh, uh, Tres Generaciones, hey. you know, whether it is De León. I've seen De León a few times at, at, at family parties, whether it is Patrón, oh, puro silver, or puro azul aquí, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's funny, man. It's like, this is what we drink in this house. In this house, we drink this.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, uh, to me, the power of marketing and lo que conoce aquí el consumador, the consumer here in the United States, you know, the power of marketing, you know, they follow suit, you know, it's like, hey, George Clooney came out with his brand and that was the cool factor. You know, you got this celebrity actor, his lifestyle, and he was on the forefront of marketing, Cas Amigos, it was cool. And everybody is like, hey, that's the strength this. And, you know, FOMO, I think it's this FOMO, everybody wants to live that lifestyle, be in his shoes and... Hey, let's just drink this. And George is drinking this right now. Yeah, and then we should drink it. And, and then everybody follows that lead. Um, in regards to um como para me, like my family because they know tequila, so the locals in Guanajuato, they won't go to those commercial brands. You know, they they have local brands that they go to that, hey, ese esta aquí hace tequila. like this local distillery here. You know, if you know, you tequila. know kind of mentality. Yeah, like if you're you,
0: local, you go here, all right? Yeah, you go the here.
1: tourists, y'all can go over there. It, Pero aquí los locos aquí vamos aquí, it, a este exactly. lugar. Exactly. Aquí tomamos este tequila, está muy sabroso, and and they drink that or they have, you know, their their go-tos that everybody knows, like Don Don Julio, verdad? El Don Julio, pues todo lo conocen. Y y variaba anterior sí variaba, Sete leguas es era un tequila conocido, verdad? And, actually believe it or not they're the ones that started patron oh really yeah that familia started they did the contract with them so is that a is that a, a common theme in, in the tequila world where
0: a lot of the bigger brands started off with somebody else and they branched off or they sold off in
1: bits and pieces and ultimately yeah to a certain degree yes but most of um most of the private label brands that you know are are brought into market whether it's celebrities or um just individuals trying to get into that space are going to the uh, private label distilleries that have over, you know, an operation that can facilitate growth and have over a hundred brands. So they go to these fabricas, which I call factories. They operate 24 hours. I've walked into these and they have maybe like two methods of cooking, diffuser and autoclave, you know, an autoclave, or maybe a diffuser and an oven, you know, and but. They're like twenty four seven nonstop making tequila, yeah. mm-hmm. so they can facilitate any any project and put a put a label on a bottle. Hey, let's get your bottle and put your name on it. And if it's a celebrity, let's build a story and bring it to market. Damn. And but what I always um, tell and I, I, I educate people, I said, look, it's no different from you know VW. Their manufacturing line and production line, they've got their facilities and Porsche's manufactured out of there too. You know, that's their assembly line. They're not going to change things to make a Bugatti out of that facility. Mm. They're not going to change things to make a a, a craft or a, a unique vehicle, electric vehicle out of that facility. It's like, hey, this is what we're doing, and these are the only two cars we're doing. This cookie cutter makes little snowman cookies, and that is it. Exactly. So, but hey, if you want, we can run it through this line and build something or make something for you, and customize it maybe on the paint jobs or you know do something different, labels or whatnot. The bells and whistles, but yeah. not the actual motor. E- yes, that's the same with you know going and getting a private label to distillery. They're gonna they're gonna cook the tequila. They're gonna make it the same process. And they're going to have tanks and tanks of tequila ready for sale. What do you want? And, oh, I want it to taste this. Well, let's, let's make those adjustments. And they'll make the adjustments and, you know, add some flavoring, add whatever they need to do, oxidize it to bring it to a smooth tequila. And, you know, I, I, I just, when people say, hey, I, I like tequila, it's got to be smooth. It's got to be smooth. And it's like tequila is not smooth. That's one thing I want to put out there, Folks. breaking news (laughs) tequila is not smooth you gotta understand it's 40% alcohol even tequila te va a calar it's gonna give you a burn but you can have a nice pleasant burn that you can drink and enjoy it's if you're drinking a mixto you're drinking not a good 100% agave tequila yes it will burn it'll burn burn down to your throat and maybe down to your gut (laughs) but tequila will give you that that harshness and that's what people need to understand that what they're drinking is a downplayed uh, tequila because it's been adjusted to be able to, to get it to the cons- American consumer that they want that caramel. They want it to be smooth. They want it to be, you know, in a certain. But at that point, it's no longer tequila, bro. At that point, it's just something else, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's what, what I, I got to give credit to a lot of uh, tastemakers uh, with, with social media platforms out there that are educating Consumers that are really, you know, being educated on the process and what's good tequila and what's not and what makes it and everything that falls behind it. And there's a lot of um, tequila aficionados that are, you know, validated that that people know that hey, these guys they can taste your tequila and they can validate it if it's you know done in a certain way. And then there's there's even a, an application that I I always tell people to download hey, if you want to know what you're drinking because that's my model. It's like know what you're drinking, you know, know what you're drinking and not just because, you know, that celebrity is promoting it or it's a small batch or, you know, Know if
0: it's a really small batch. So you learned the ins and outs of operating in a tequileria, building a brand, the marketing component. You were living in, in in Los Angeles area, and you got a call from one of your cousins who was already in the tequila industry, living in Guanajuato. Kind of opened the door and welcomed
1: you into the family business. Yeah, he came. He came out like I said, and then um, he told me, "Hey, let's 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 uh, let's get you educated." And mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. "I want to." I go, "I don't know anything in regards to the process, and I want to know exactly." Okay. I go, because at that time I had, um, you know, a, a celebrities around my circle. I had a lot of successful people. The the mortgage industry was booming and, you know, loan officers with big money. And Hummers people, all around, bro. Yeah. The Hummers. No, I, remember, yeah, I remember, bro. Remember the Hummers? That was the era of all the Hummers. Everybody had a Hummer.
0: If you were doing good, yeah. if you were in real estate, mortgage lender, or loan officer, you were driving
1: a Hummer. Or or that 7 Series BMW, Stop, the man, four-door. Everybody had that yeah. 7 Series. You know, that, that's funny. So I I, uh, I sat down with him and then I flew back to Mexico and I spent two weeks with him and we went to the fields. We went to the fields and he and he showed me the soil and he showed me what a mature agave is versus one that's not premature and then kind of just how to treat the soil and how to maintain good soil in the process of not planting. Once you harvest, doesn't mean you go out there and plant again. You know, a week later or months later, you have to wait twelve months. Let the soil naturally reproduce itself. And then they even plant corn because that also gives it elements and, and vitamins and Damn. nutrients. So that, that naturally just the soil. So then, then you turn it and then you plant agave. So you're down like a, you know, a year without you know, really doing anything within planting agave. But you know, at the end of the day, um, I learned everything. And then the water the, the water source is so important. A lot of people don't, you know, realize that. That, you know, water. You're using water for everything that you do in making tequila. You're using it to cook. You're using it to uh, um, ferment, to mill, to, to mill to, to ferment, to distill. You're using water, and you know, forty percent is alcohol, depending on the alcohol level, and the other is is agua. it's water. <laughs> so the water is um, it plays a major role. And a lot of people, you know, don't know that their distilleries pump in municipality water. And there's, there was write-ups, so I remember back in 2000, they shut down like 160 distilleries for polluted water. Continue. Yeah. And um, all this is, is out there, you know, you, it's nothing new, but it's just being educated, you know. And uh, for us, we have our deep water wells. Uh, we, we have our own in agua natural natural water and it's been laboratory tested uh, you can even drink from the pozo it's that, that Instead,
0: you can you can drink from the well
1: yeah it's the minerals the 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 vitamin the levels of it it's very well balanced and even the C, um, the CRT el consejo de, de tequila the CRT when we we submitted our reports They were really like blown away how the water quality that we had on the land. So the CRT overlooks everything that you guys do as a
0: company with tequila.
1: Oh, the CRT is the governing body that oversees quality quality control, but not only do they oversee all the distilleries, but they also see every plantation. Every plantation is numbered and they overlook at it from the lowlands to the highlands and they know, you know, terms like, okay, this is year one, year two. They know exactly where it's at. They also monitor aging process. So once you put your, your tequila in a barrel for a reposado or a, an añejo, you know, or an extra añejo, they label it, they seal it, and they monitor that and they come back. Okay, you want to pull it out? And they date everything. They, they put everything in the books. And, and even to the point where you bottle, they investigate making sure, okay, this is what this is. They take a sample. Damn, they the so they, they they actually test what's in the bottle. They'll just grab a
0: random bottle and be like, "All right, let's see what's in there." Like, "All right, yeah, it's
1: a it's they they do it, do it all, and even to when you package, when you already finished bottling, they before you bottle, they want a, a laboratory tested. So okay, we want to know your your bottling tequila and the formula, and then after you're done bottling, it's already in tarimas in, in pallets, already packaged. They come, they, they'll tell you not to maybe not to. I'll wrap all of them, and then they'll open a box. They'll pull out a bottle, and they'll they'll look at it, making sure the labels are there, everything is there, and they test it. A lot of pressure. That's a that's a lot of oversight, huh? <laughs> and then at the at the other thing is they give you the certificates, or so certificados, for exportation. That's everything. Yeah, that's that, everything. That, once you once they've approved everything, then you you pick up your certificates, and then you can legally exported into the United States, and then when you get to U.S. Customs, will you clear Mexican Customs, you get to U.S. Customs, they want to see certificates. And, bro. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was, it's been, for me, it's been educational, and and to really, no, no más, porque yo soy mexicano, like, I, I'm Mexican to the heart, I'm a Mexican-American, yes, I was born in the States, I love my country, the United States, but, you know, my my roots is rooted to Mexico, and um, Uh, As a young kid, you know, we're we're kids, you know, you're growing up and you got familia, they're family. And um, I remember my dad would always take me to Mexico, take me back as holidays coming or or, or during summer break. We would go back and hang out in Mexico for two weeks, three weeks, a month. And that's what I guess kept me connected to my roots and uh, allowed me to see, you know, the opportunities I had here and how people and there- Capitalize on them, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and appreciate what your parents were able to provide you with and give you and uh, the opportunities. And that's one of the things I, I remember during my high school years that because I would come back from Mexico and I said, you know what? I, I want to be able to, to bring something that represents my culture as a Mexicano and, and, and leave that footprint for our family. And never did I think it would be tequila. Good and, on you, man. Yeah, And not only tequila, porque el tequila, it's the national spirit of Mexico. Go ahead, go ahead. And, and it represents our Mexican people. That is our our our, our spirit, It's el tequila. Y, and it's the domination of origin. It can only be made in those five municipalities, and it's protected. Y, y nosotros, pues, representamos lo que es el mexicano, es el tequila, mariache, la comida mexicana, ¿verdad? Y, Y charros, and and for me, it's it's an orgullo de poder estar en ese negocio. To be in this business and represent our tequila and represent it well, to me is like to really educate people and and represent it for for the people that that work behind the scene, because a lot of people don't understand the labor. Yeah. What me. what role was you was yours in this in this whole my, scheme of making tequila with De Leon? Uh, my my role, actually, I was a director, or, or they put me titles. Titles would change, but they had me director of Mexico and then they had me VP of Mexico quality control. So I would oversee everything in the Mexico. That's everything. a big role, man. That's a <laughs> big role. Yeah, it was, uh, no, it was stressful. Trust me, because, you know, like like I was telling you, like, uh, our people, you know, whatever they can do to make things, you know, happen, they'll do it. And I know when we were bottling, we, I would had to inspect every bottle and, you know, this brand was the ultimate high-profile, you know, high, ultra-premium tequila. It, it definitely filled that void because there was nothing that was ultra-premium ultra in the tequila space until De Leon came out with the first square bottle. Like, literally, like, let me show you this, buddy. Oh, you know, they had look thing. at that. Look at that thing, man. Let me show you this. This, this was, like, the ultimate thing. Hold this. Hold this bottle. Oh, yeah. No glass manufacturer in Mexico can make those cuts. They were not able to do those cuts. And it had to be. It's a beautiful bottle. Yeah. It's it's that cork. Open it up. Open it. Look, look how heavy that cork is. You knock you somebody out. Let it, bro. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Right, but, right. um, like yeah, that saying, sounds hard. Dude. So, so you got to understand, like for me, understanding the, the the consumer in the United States, buying a bottle like that, it was priced like at about 130, 140 on the shelf. You know? De Leon. De Leon. Tequila blanco.
0: 100% puro de agave. No, no, pero dice blanco, ¿qué dice? Tequila blanco.
1: Nah. No, uh, yeah. And no, then it no, says no. diamante. Yeah. Diamante. diamante. Underneath. Diamond. Diamante. We were. That brand, we were the first to bring to market and and, and label, un tequila blanco, mm-hmm. que is labeled silver, platinum, blanco, and we we named it diamante. It was the first to come in its in its class. And yes, there's a couple of brands out there that now use diamante, but it, it was this, this brand took it to the top then. Oh yeah, it, it, the Leon Diamante. The, the, these were the ones that the the. The a list celebrities were all about. Oh yes, and and, and give it. Uh, I give props to the uh, the founder, the uh, the investor, the principal investor in the brand. You know, he had a vision, and he executed. He executed very well, and uh, he positioned the brand in all the right places, and he made it that that brand, and he created a demand to the point where it sold eventually. Yeah, it sold. We launched it in two thousand and nine, brought it to market, uh, and it sold in two thousand and thirteen to the big guys. Um, and, uh, the, uh, everybody knows this rapper, a rapper by the name of Pete Diddy Combs. Mm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, he got involved with the project and he bought yeah, it. Wow. yeah, yeah they That's it. crazy, man. How does that
0: feel to be a part of something like that, that you build from the ground floor up all the way to bringing it to market, all the way to adding the shine, the branding, getting it in the right hands, getting it in the right clubs, getting it in the right bars, pubs, todo el pelo to the ultimate goal
1: in a business. Is it yeah. having get bought out by a big guy? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good feeling, but also- It's bittersweet. Yeah, it's, it is bittersweet. He took the, the words right out of my mouth. It's bittersweet. And, and the reason being is, like I said, behind the scenes, people don't know what it takes to build a brand like that. It was- Five years of hard work. You get romantic about the brand that you build to the point where it's like, it it means more than
0: tequila. It's blood, sweat, tears. It's all that hard work, el esfuerzo, all all those efforts that you put into making it what it is to just hand over the keys to somebody else and be like, have fun with it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I feel you man. I, 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 in this industry I know what you're
1: talking about. <laughs> and they don't they don't appreciate, you know, cuz everything as you could see that the packaging changed, everything changed, but this is for, beautiful packaging. Yeah. And furthermore the um the people behind it that, you know, worked hours and in and, and days of just producing tequila, bottling that and for me it was I got really close to the staff. We we had, you know, a good staff of about 45 people. And uh, I used to be the one overseeing the production, the bottling, everything. You know, and um, you build relationships with these guys. You build relationships. estás cotorreando con ellos. You know, and these guys are humble. They lived in a local ranch, and we had I had to you know teach them quality control and inspecting every bottle because for them, every bottle looked amazing. Like, but no, no, you can't send this bottle if it has like this little chip because people aren't going to buy it. The box is not mint. You know, you're paying 130 bucks. They're gonna put it back on the shelf and they're gonna buy the other ones. And uh, I was I was expressing this to uh, our, our good friend and say glasses. You know, we even as consumers in the United States, you know, you go into the cereal box aisle and you buy a box of uh, Cheerios. If it's beat up, you're gonna put it back. You want the one that's in mint, mint condition, right? Or a box or an ice cream. Packaging is everything, my right? friend. You want it to be mint that nobody mishandled it and it's got a good product in it and um, but they want to salvage everything so they would package it. No, we can't send this we can't send that but nevertheless I I worked very closely with these people and after you sell a brand you know if we didn't we didn't continue to work with them because they wanted to make you know different changes we didn't come to terms and that's fine and they they went their own merry way and took their their product and their brand but um, that put us in a reset mood mode Where, you know, a lot of these people that we, we staffed had to, we had to let go. And that to me was hard. That's probably, yeah, that's the toughest part of all of it. Yeah. Because we provided these people, you know, a financial resource for them and their families and their, their kids. And, and these people don't, don't mean, don't need much. And, um, but when they lose a job and they lose an opportunity that they had, you know, it becomes difficult for them. And, and that's what I, I told them, Hey, you know what? I'm going to come back. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on something. I wanna I wanna be able to build a brand and entered Desmadre. <laughs> armó el desmadre. Yeah, yeah. Se armó madre. And um, what year did you start this business? Uh, I started Desmadre Tequila in 2015, but uh, I, I was already in the makings, maybe a, a year before 2014. Was already you know putting thought process into it, solidifying yeah. trademarks, yeah, getting yeah, things exactly. in order. The, yeah, a lot of people don't know the legalities behind mm-hmm. all that stuff and how you gotta make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's and then before you get to market. But Somebody
0: else will dot them for you if you don't pay attention. Yeah,
1: and I've seen it happen too many times and I wasn't going to go down that path, so. But, um, yeah, no, I was, it was very fortunate to be able to trademark Desmadrequila. Um, um, it just, it didn't land on my lap because I was going through so many names, like, to be able to- That's add. like the hardest, you you think the production of the product, you think the actual, like, creation
0: of, 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 the, of the actual business model is going to be the difficult task, and it is. It's not easy, but damn, man, creating a name for the project that you're starting, creating a name for the brand, creating a name for the product is es otro pelo, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. next level, like brain wrenching ideas. Like, how about this? Nah, how about that? Mm,
1: tampoco. How about this? And then desmadre. Yeah, let's yeah, do that, right? And and then because. You put it, you put it into your head, and oh, this brand will be great. And then you bring a little study group or from friends, and you run it by them. He goes, nah, people are going to think of it this way, or they're going to think that, and then they shoot you down, right? Or and then it's like they agree, and then you look up the trademark, and it's already been filed under the same class, or or. Bananas, man. <laughs> Giovanni Correa, our trademark
0: lawyer, he's the guy. Is, is he <laughs> he takes care of us, man. And and, and, it's, and right now, he was, t- he was going over with me like during the pandemic, a lot of people were creating trademarks. You know, a lot yep. of people were creating LLCs. What else was there to do? You're at home, you want to start your own business. This was the opportunity to do it. So, like, I was like, hey, let's trademark this, let's trademark that. So, I started throwing things down the pipeline. It's hard. It's, it's a is. long process. It's a lot of people. If you think you've come up with an idea, it's already been thought of. Exactly. You're, you're not the first one. Exactly. Oh, this is a cool tattoo. I bet you, know, yeah. About a hundred thousand other people already have that tattoo idea. Right. Oh, I'm going to do this product. Yeah, yeah, all right. Everyone, it's just a matter of like, do you have the willpower to see it from A to Z? Do you have the 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 knowledge to maneuver around all of the obstacles that present themselves to get in there, you know? True. And
1: you have. Look yeah. at this madre now, bro. Yeah. You're doing your <laughs> thing with this madre. Estamos, hey, we're we're, we're we're out there. We're out there and we're just educating people. For us, it's, always maintaining the quality we're not changing anything from you know what our process is of making a good tequila and we're always going to stand behind that that's one thing that i I will not bend the rules i will not do anything in regards to our process and what we do with tequila what's inside the bottle because at the end of the day that's what the consumers are are consuming and they're drinking that and we got to make sure that we bring that quality all the time um the packaging yes you know just like anything you always want to you know bring something new, you know, change it. It's a little. ever
0: evolving. It's yeah,
1: ever it, evolving. So that that gives us an opportunity. But, uh, you know, from people in the industry, they love our packaging. And that's one of the things when I, I came up with the name, I wanted it to be broken down in syllables because not every American was probably going to be able to pronounce it. They probably were looking at madre. Mm. Madre as the standout word and what that to them, it meant, which is great that everybody- Mother's tequila. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what uh, everybody says. It has something to do with mother. And I said, nope, your mother has nothing to do with the way you drink tequila. <laughs> <laughs> or does she? <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day, um, I wanted to make it legible where people would be able to, hey, des de madre and pronounce it. And then the story behind that for me and, and to educate people what des madre meant, because a lot of people, you know, have a different translation because there's Madre in the English language does not translate to one thing. It, it, it means many things. It could be party up, it, it, like party. It could be um, awesome, you know. It could be chaos. Yeah, chaos. You know, epic, you know. But
0: all, all those things to It's me, almost like a, like a forget about it, you know. Like you hear forget about it in Italian movies and it can mean anything. You hear this Madre and loosely it, it kind of has that same feel.
1: You know, desmadre. Mad- exactly. Or how was work? ¿Cómo desmadre. El mm-hmm. No, era un de desmadre. So you're already thinking negative, right? No, son desmadrosos, you know, mm-hmm. they're 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 trouble. But at the end of the day, the, the name in itself translates to many things and those are experiences that we live with friends, colleagues, family members, and, and those moments. Whether it was a wedding that you went to, y se hizo un desmadre, but meaning that it was a party. It was awesome, the wedding, you know, what's his name, got drunk and this. That was a moment that you lived and you experienced, <laughs> right? And then you reminisce. You get back together and you sit and you talk about that. ¿Te acuerdas de
0: ese pinche desmadre que causaste en la boda, yeah, bro? <laughs> sí, ¿En
1: serio? Y, 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 y la gente se senta a platicar esos momentos. Yeah. And that's why for me, those Brady are moments. Memories that live beyond memory. So, desmadre, tequila, porque la vida es un desmadre. This fucking guy. <laughs> Damn, no, yes, yes, you, es, bro. Pero es, es la verdad, you know, to me, it's like, and, and trust me, I got, a lot of, I got a lot of backlash from my grandpa, rest in Oh, en serio? Oh, okay. Héctor he, Madril, he, when I told him, abuelo, la marca va a ser desmadre. He goes, ¿cómo que desmadre? Cómo cómo vas a desmadre? esas esas cosas son para las barras esas son para la gente de la
0: calle Es lo que se diría I guess that's the first thing
1: No, mi hijo, es para la gente de la calle. No, los otros no somos así. Usted no es así. Eh ¿Es, es verdad, and, and they don't he he, he kind of like put it into a negative. And I told him I said, "Grandpa, I said you've always sat with me down and you shared stories because you you used to go to the bar. Tirar uh-huh. And you used to tell me about your friends that would come there and the, what they, what you guys would do and the things that would happen. And actually, exactly, it was desmadre. Usted vivió desmadre. Hacían desmadre en las barras. Hacían todas esas cosas que usted me estaba comentando. Y que bien se acuerda. And how good you remember those moments and those those friends of yours that are still friends or were friends. And you know, the, those experiences and he says, and that's what it's about, Grandpa. It's Sold. That. And then he, and he, 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 like thought about it, you know. And he, he, it took a turn to him. We're like, hey, you know what? You're right. But then I said, but everybody perceives it perceives it in a different way. I say, your desmadre is that. I go, my friends at my age, and the, you know, they look at it as party. Vamos a Las Vegas a hacer desmadre, cabron. Vamos, Marcos, and I'm Like fuck, that means party. Let's go. You know, good times. You know, and, and so everybody's perception of this madre is their own. But at the end of the day, it's an experience. It's an experience that lives beyond memory. And like I said, it could be with your colleagues at work. You probably had a, a day at, um, at, the, at the job site and it was chaotic. People, bartenders, crazy, crazy. And at the end of that night, you guys are cleaning the place up and you're like, dude, let's go sit at the bar. It was fucking chaotic tonight and let's open some beers. And you guys are all talking about that whole day and how it played out. And then that probably that one drunk, you guys got to escort because he had too much to drink and, uh, you know, was just out of control. Well, I'll
0: tell you what, you dropped off two cases of this mother for us. And that first box... That first case of desmadre gone, completely gone. So vale. he, there's memories being built all over in this studio. I'm <laughs> a teacher Monday this week. We came out and we started, you know, legitimately marketing and promoting everything. Here in San Diego, the only place to currently get desmadre is here in Chulavista, at the Elwood. And at the Elwood, we we uh, we sell it either by the shot as a top, top, uh, top, top, top tier bottle or top shelf perdón, or Cici, my partner over there at the Outwood created a nice little cocktail that I want you to go try before you leave up back to LA called Desmadre de Sandia. Nice little straw, oh, wow. a watermelon cocktail, bro. I love little, it. Yeah, man. I love
1: that. I love that sound too. You guys are Des distributed. Madre so it, it is available for more people to scoop up. Yes. And we are uh, actually here in, in uh, San Diego, Old Town Liquor, of course, uh, Old Town Liquor, uh, tequila. Tequila, para mí es puro tequila. They they carry it there. There's a couple of spots out here um, that we have that carry our product as well. You could definitely Google us, and you'll you'll find it. This uh, Marta Tequila, L A, uh, um, Bed Valley Liquor, KL, Wines and Spirits. You know those those are some um, places that carry it. Mission Liquor. There's a lot of good spots that carry us. That you know that that like artisanal. You know I, I consider my brand a true. You know small batch. You're not going to find it everywhere. But um, part of the thrill is looking for it.
0: Part of the thrill is the adventure of, of finding the bottle, much like beer, much like beer. You don't want that beer that's easily accessible. You want to be the guys like, dude, did you try this beer by this brewery? No, where are they from? Bro, they're here. And then you, it's a journey. Yeah. You know, you get, you get in your car, you go out, you find these breweries and they're industrial parks. You get in, you make line, you're like, oh. It's an adventure. It's a whole story. Exactly. Small batch artisanal tequila is the same way. Exactly. You know, small. Uh, there's a lot more distilleries in San Diego that have been popping up in the last decade, but still it's to the point where it's like, yo, have you tried this Liberty Call uh bourbon? No, boom, you're out there, you're following it. You know, where's it at? That's what I think of when I think that uh, there's modern. Bro. It's
1: and a small batch. So you gotta go out and you gotta search. You gotta search for it. And and not only that, the people that do uh, pick it up because we are with uh, Southern Glazer Wanted Spirits as our distributor. And um, where you could find it in restaurants like, you know, your place as well. Um, but there's restaurants that we partner in. We're very selective. As you, like you said, as you, you know, be. we're not a mainstream brand. You know, you walk into a Hilton hotel, no, no, no hard to them, but you, you're going to see all the, main- Paris, <laughs> you, you know, you're going to see all the mainstream brands. That's, that's something that those bars are corporate. Like what I say, it's corporate brand. They, they already have their menu, and this is what we're going to carry, mainstream brands, which the big guys are, are, are putting those brands behind the shelves. And if you find an artisanal craft tequila there, but you might get someone at the bar that will ask for something. And then that's going to you know put that little, hey, this guy asked for this brand or for this brand. And that's that's where, for me, like all the tastemakers that are out there, you know, all the tequila aficionados, I salute to you guys and what you guys are doing, really doing the homework and, and knowing your tequilas, educating the consumers out there on the noms, in the process, and, you know, the cooking methods, and, you know, all that stuff. To me, is a, I salute you guys. Keep that's a deep doing. dive right there, man. That's going down the rabbit hole and finding out what you can do with tequilas. Yes, exactly. And to me, it, it, people need to be educated because a lot of these brands are not transparent and well, that, that's the question that everybody says are they truly a hundred percent are they that's and
0: and i feel like that's what what your next venture is going to kind of root into agave boy you know so tell me a little bit about agave boy and what your plans are with that
1: agave boy you know um fucking killer name by the way <laughs> shout out to uh one of the homies that. Uh, Brought that to the forefront. Um, he, he was Adolfo. He's a very creative guy, and I want to shout him out, Adolfo. But um, when he uh, he designed this, and I was like, I gravitated to it, Agave Boy, because I'm heavily in the industry, and, and not just selling tequila, pero ando en los campos. I'm in los altos, and, and I'm out there. So Agave Boy, I gravitated to that, and to me was, you know, I, I want to be on the forefront because it's always about educating people. And... Um, Agaba Boy would be a platform to bring out a podcast, uh, help build a podcast to educate consumers in regards to tequila and go take deep dives into the brands, tasting the brands, and uh, bringing in guests. But for me, the guests that would be invited would be bartenders, um, brand owners, uh, chefs, you know, different industries, a lot of different fashion industry designers, because, you know, Tequila is is a lifestyle, and yeah. that's, I look at it as a lifestyle. For me, it's a lifestyle. It's live, more than I consumption. You know? uh, yeah, and and I live it. I live a lifestyle, and tequila is in, in my life, and and I, I work in the industry, and you know I'm always I'm in the music industry, and it's I see it. You know, it cultivates even in the music DJs drink tequila, whatever they're they're being sponsored by, or whatever they want to drink or whatnot. It'll, it's on the front lines, and to me, it's a lifestyle. So I want to bring in people that. You know, our celebrities, high-profile people, and really talk about, hey, what do you drink? Why do you drink it? And what do you know about it? You know, and, and what 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 to you is smooth? You know, <laughs> like really take a deep dive and 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 share this this knowledge with with the world. You know. Like make it a casual sit down, just what you guys been doing. You Where guys, can we find this? When can we find this? <laughs> it's in the makings. You know? Okay, perfect. It, it, it is in the makings. You know, I I've been smells here. like a Maigrito podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and shout out to Maigrito, Rob, and Oscar Toledo. The, you know, those are some good people, my brothers, and uh, I appreciate everything that they do. They're big advocates of the brand as well, Desmadre, yeah. and not only of the brand but uh, you know of artistic people in our community. And they're doing big things, and I just want to make sure everybody knows who they are. My Grito Industries, hey, and <laughs> the label that pays you. Look at ah, you, get no, it, bro? They, they don't pay me, pero. <laughs> hey, ahí estamos. We're we're definitely supporter supporters of people uh, that are just doing things for the our people, la comunidad, and, and uh, like what you guys are doing. You know, congratulations to you too, Emo Thank Brown you, Podcast, Thank you. man, Steve. Shout outs to you, man. You guys are doing things. I, I, I read, you know, was it um, Mary Salas? was Our the, mayor, bro. Your mayor, recognize you guys.
0: She proclaimed August 9th as Emo Brown Foundation Day, moving forward wow. forever and ever wow. and ever, even when we're gone. Wow. Yeah, my kid today tell me, Daddy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my teacher that yesterday was Emo Brown Day. And that you are, Emo Brown is like, calmate, oh, you can't be running around saying that shit, bro. But that's, it's, to me, that's awesome, which I assume you you live that same life. You know, like tequila for you is everything. It, it's yeah, right. intertwined in everything you do in your daily lifestyle. Your children, you have children a little older than mine. They probably bang that desmadre drum for you and to all their friends and and teachers and people that surround them. You know, it's yeah. a sense of privilege. It's it's almost a legacy. You, you've you created something that you can leave and have your children if they want to choose to pick
1: up and and carry that torch exactly and move it forward, bro. yeah. And, and let's see because my my little guys, uh, you know, when I, they're not they don't understand. I, I educate them to a certain degree, and you know they're not old enough to drink. But uh, shit, little bro. guys, come little on, guys. But my, when did you have God, your first it, shot of tequila? When did you have your first shot of tequila? Wow, my first shot of tequila. I'm gonna say probably that was uh, in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit them in feet, the also, bro. In serio, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I was. I was brought up in a good, I guess, a home environment. My parents sent me to private school and, you know. Shit, my, man, I watch movies. I know how private schools get down. <laughs> you guys are worse than regular public educated kids, but man. It, believe it or not, bro, I was an altar boy. Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I try to walk a straight line. And I, and I still, I walk a straight line, but I like, tu sabes. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, I remember my, my first my first uh, experience with tequila was uh, at the barn mm. at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, that was just fraternity. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know where in that, The yeah.
1: barn, and they always bring, you know, live musicians. And yeah. It was we, it was a we, venue st-
0: that we played when I was in the van. I remember as soon as you said The Barn, I was like, hey, wait a really? second. <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember that. Ahí me la pasaba, and I used to also entertain there. We used to do the the DJ parties there for the...
0: Yeah, you got your finger in
1: everything, bro. Yeah. Well, m- music is a passion of mine. You know, that's, that's how I, I even started uh, in the tequila business with the family because I was DJing. I was DJing and I was out there and Baprimo primo in, he, he, he got exposed to, hey, you're doing this. Like We need to tell tequila, everybody's drinking. This is what, this is what makes the money behind the, the music. <laughs> There's components to the business, man. There's components. Obviously, it's what's in the bottle.
0: You course. know, what's in the bottle is what keeps your people loyal to the the, the the product that they'll be using. But what's on the outside, the packaging, the allure, who's drinking it? Oh, who took a pic? Who ordered it? Who's that? Oh my, yeah. I want what that guy has. What do they, those girls? Yeah. What those girls are drinking. Let me get that too. And I see poco poquito. So, and I always, and I give the same parallel story in in the beer industry that you've just shared with us about the tequila industry in San Diego. It's already a given. You better make quality beer. If you're not making quality beer, for sure, you you don't have a seat at the table to play cards. It's over. You know, those days are gone. Those days are gone. Unfortunately, you need quality beer. Well, fortunately, you need quality beer to even create a brand here in San Diego, because you'll be gone before you know it. If not, after that, it's like, now what, what are we going to do to stand different? And people always ask us, what would you do? We just, we're ourselves, you know, like this, this, we just created an environment that I would go and hang out at and. I tired of paint myself as a, an, an everyday kind of guy like, I'd hang out here, I'd drink this, I'd do. And then that's the other component. Creating yeah. the, the allure, you know, the, the, the
1: model, all of the things. and it, you've done it, man. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Ah, gracias. no. And, and I'm a fan of you too, my friend. I, 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 could, I could sell. Like, like what you had just mentioned in regards is to be real. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. Be real. Don't fake the funk. Yeah, exactly. We can see right through it, bro. We it, can see right through it. And that's what, you know, people gravitate towards my brand is because it's not even my brand. I always say it's not my brand. This brand is the people's brand. I, I make, we make tequila. I just, I just manage. Yeah. I, I just manage making sure that we continue the quality and we do that, what we need to do and bring it to the to market. But it's the people's brand. People enjoy it. People drink it. You know, it's, it's, it's your brand. And be real about it. And I just tell my story and people just connect with that and... And I guess that's the way people connect with you and your show. Like you guys on the that's how I connect. I'm like man, these guys are real. They tell it like it is, for better and or for worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, growing up, hey, here's my my, my grandma with the with the huarache yeah, chasing yeah. me down the hall, and you know these things happen. This is real life. It's not like my my grandma was wearing Chanel shoes oh, no. and, and and was you know in this match Chanel Chanel glasses. <laughs> yeah, but that, all that make, make up made up lifestyle that people perceive yeah. that life is like that uh these these celebrities and all these you know social media now too it's like hey i want to be like that i want to be like that it's like no be real be you be you you're genuine whoever you are there's only one you and there's only one person exactly. that can do
0: you the best like way they can and that's you. Exactly. So you might as well just g- wrap your hands about what you it is and take it to the next level. And if you find people that aren't about it, find new people who are about it. Exactly. And then yeah. when you find those right people who are about it, that's when shit yeah. starts working. Exactly. That's yeah. when it starts working.
1: They'll embrace you and, and and then follow your passion. Whatever is it that you like, that if you love music, follow it mm-hmm. and, and see where it takes you. If, if it's drawing, if it's, you know, fashion, whatever that passion is, follow it. People may not accept you or think of you different. Who cares? About oh, well. Yeah. They, they'll,
0: be, they'll be back anyway. They always do, man. They're like, some of these people are like boomerangs. You know, you're yeah. doing one thing like, oh, no. But then after a while, once you start getting a little bit of shine, once you start getting a little bit, your platform gets bigger. It's like... That boomerang yeah. comes back. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I've been down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got
1: to just make sure you surround yourself with true people. Exactly. And then what what's what's difficult now, and we were talking about this earlier, Steve. Um, was social media, the platforms. You know, the youth is is they've got so many different outlets, and are led or are talked about through these different platforms, and and they can make you or break you. And, and I don't I don't mean make you or break you as a person, but your spirit in in they're the ones that are all out out there looking and bullies and people that are just picking at you or or just wanting to you know knock you down because you're doing something right yeah. or 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 you're building something and you know it's like whether they envy you or whatever it is hey if you want to be in this business reach out to me i'm here to help yeah I, i'm not trying to you know take anything away from anybody it's like, hey, I'm here. Open doors. Let's sit down and talk, you know. Quality over quantity. ¿Era? I'd rather
0: have three quality relationships than 150 people who, 100%. you know, are just going to kind of be like, oh,
1: whatever, quality, bro. You and, need, and that's our... You're a good dude, bro. <laughs> good <laughs> no, deal, no, man. aquí estamos, papa. We just, we're just living, we're living life, hey, and we're just living it to the fullest. Like you said, live, it, live the moment and, and be real. And aquí estamos. Uh, Marcos from Desmadre. <laughs> Shit, we
0: learned about all of it today, bro. We learned about De Leon. We learned about you hanging out with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electrica and, <laughs> and, and fishy foam parties and, in LA. We learned about you being a DJ. We learned about how De Leon was sold to big brands brought to you by P. Diddy. And from the ashes of De Leon arose this Madre Tequila. You kept it real. You went back down south and you cultivated the idea, the brand, the name. Ultimately, your abuelito, que en paz es canse, he gave you the thumbs up, the blessing, yeah. the approval. And then once that happened, Luz Verde, you ran with
1: it, man. Created this madre, and now it's there. Yeah, no. Can you can you imagine that? It's like sometimes it's. I'd look back and it's like, man, it's a journey. It is, but it's all about the journey. Yes, that's what makes it. Enjoy the journey. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to just get there one day and like, oh, I'm
0: here. Now what? No, motherfucker, you reflect. No. You know, and you're like, oh shit. It was hard to get where I got. I enjoyed it, you know? It's true. Good for you, man. You're somebody to look up to. I can't wait to put this episode out so everybody else can kind of get to know a little bit about Marcos. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcos from Desmadre.